Life, Love, and Hustle, the podcast that uncovers the story behind the stories of entrepreneurs, artists, and activists making an impact in their business, community, and the culture. Join us for these intimate conversations with ordinary people working to do extraordinary things and hear their journey through struggle, triumph, growth, and change. Now, here's your host, Chad Smith. Hello, hello, hello. It's your man, Chad Smith here, back on Life, Love, and Hustle. And I'm joined today by Brandy Dillon, who is the owner of the Frederick location of the agency, which is a real estate brand that uh, specializes in luxury real estate all around the country. And she's doing big things here in Frederick, MD. I'm happy to know her. I'm happy to hopefully... I'm your friend, right? Are we friends? I think we're friends. Okay, cool. Well, you heard it here first. We're, we're actually friends. <laughs> yeah. I met, I met Brandy. It was at an event that she held here at Baker's Park, uh, a really successful community event. And I love what she does as far as giving back to the community and uh, creating awareness for what she does. She's doing big stuff. So I wanted to talk to her today and get all the secrets so you can be just like her and then steal all her business. <laughs> Welcome, Miss Brandy. Hi, Chad. <laughs> so introduce yourself in case no one knows who you are. Yeah, so I'm Brandy Dillon. I'm one of the managing partners of the agency Frederick Branch here. We are one of many offices in the United States and one of 90 in the globe. So we're very excited to be bringing this brand to Frederick. That's amazing. So one thing that I did not know until recently was that um, the agency began in California. It was based on a TV show, right? I don't what TV show was it featured on. So we, it was actually first featured on the Beverly Hills Housewives show because the mm-hmm. owner of our company, Mauricio, is married to one of the Beverly Hills Housewives, Kyle Richards. Mm. So he appeared kind of in the background alongside her a little bit, and more exposure came to the company and it just kind of exploded from there. So how did you become aware of the company? And then how did you end up becoming a partner? So I met my business partner, Alex Martinez and Narit Coombe a little over a year ago. It was, well, maybe a year and a half ago, November of uh, 2021. And we did a deal together. I was selling a property in Potomac and uh, they were representing the buyer of that property. So we got a chance to work with each other. And I just, I loved their style. I love their energy. I love their attitude. I love the way that they approached real estate. It seemed to to match what I was looking to do. And so we kind of just started having conversations and the office was born. And there it was. Mm -hmm. So, and you were in Bethesda at the time, right? No, I was in Fredericks. Oh, you were in Frederick. Mm-hmm. I grew oh. up in Montgomery County, but I'd moved to Frederick about six or seven years ago. Mm. And most of my real estate business has been since I've lived here. But because I grew up in Montgomery County, a lot of the sales that I do are in the Montgomery County area, Northern Virginia, still Frederick, you know, West Virginia now too. So we're spread all over the place. So um, when do we get... When do we get it real Housewives Frederick and we get you featured on? Oh, there is a Housewives of Frederick County. Really? No way. I don't think, I don't know if they're officially affiliated with the franchise, but they're here. <laughs> they're here. I never knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so are you going to be on it? What's going on? I'm trying to see Brandy well, on TV. I don't know yet. Well, maybe. <laughs> well, stay tuned because the November of 2023 comes out season two of Buying Beverly Hills. Mm. Yeah, my see your girl popping up on a couple of those episodes. Oh, guest appearances. So this, is, to watch it. this is how your movie career begins. Mm-hmm. You know, Hollywood's calling. Yep. So, okay. So let's go back. So, uh, so you've been in real estate how many years now? Seven. Seven years. Mm-hmm. All right. Wow. And what's been the biggest key to your success so far? A, I see you hustling constantly. Like I always see you working. Um, so aside from that amazing work effort, like, you know, what's really propelling the success right now? Well, the success right now, I would say is driven due to the change in brand. Hmm. So ever since I switched my business over to this company and opened this office, a lot more opportunities have been coming our way. A lot of uh, people are coming to approach us because they recognize the brand or they recognize the level of service that's given. They, they know there's a certain standard and a lot of people 
want to know what to expect. They want to know that they can trust the process. And this company provides that. So um, it's also allowed me to find myself in rooms full of the world's top producing agents, which as a realtor is a really great place to be because the conversations that we're able to have are a much higher level. Wow, right, and right. the business advice that we get is, is unmatched, you know, and it's just really, it's opened a lot of doors. I can definitely attest to that about, um, like hitching to an already successful brand. When, when I had my gym, um, we were deciding whether we wanted to go the direction of just, uh, having our own brand and doing everything, you know, on our own and kind of learn across the way. But I'm also a big believer in working smart, not working just hard. Mm -hmm. Right. So we, when we got affiliated with, uh, a license of a business license, it was called Fitness Revolution. And when we became, um, an affiliate of that company, we got the, we got the whole, we got the operations manual. Like, you know, we got the A to Z. If, you know, you do this, step A, step B, step D. If this happens, you do this, step A, step B. So, uh, I would assume that that's probably one of the, one of the keys that you get also as a partner with the company. So what kind of advantage do you feel like you've gotten, uh, aside from getting like the world class coaching, of course, from, um, being affiliated with the agency company? I would say, um, honestly, the, the platforms are there. The, the business model structure is there. Now, the company that I was with before the agency also has a very good, you know, build your business from the ground up type of model. So I already came to the table with a strong understanding of what a real estate business should look like. Mm. What the agency has done for me is they've taken what I started with and just elevated it. Mm. Because we want something that is scalable. We want something that's going to keep the the boutique feel, but also allow the business to grow in such a way that the quality is controlled and, you know, the structure makes sense. And so without going into too much detail, no, no, please um, go into more details. We have, well, hang on a minute. Yeah, we'll have a couple secrets, Chad. Uh, but a good example is, you know, earlier today I was on a managing partners call with our regional VP and we were going through a, uh, pro forma, essentially, of what the business looks like now and what ideal percentages are in different departments. Like, you know, how much should your salaries be? What, what percentage right, should right. it be? What percentage should be your marketing? Things like that. So adjusting that model just ever so slightly is actually allowing us to do more because there's areas where, you know, maybe I was spending a little too much here, but I didn't need to because now the agency does that for me. Okay. Right. I right, don't need to right. pay for PR anymore because the agency does that for mm. me. I don't need to pay for a, you know, an inside salesperson anymore because the agency does that for me. You know what I mean? So yeah, there's yeah. a lot of areas where I can fill, um, you know, roles that I would normally be, would normally be an expense that no longer are an expense. Exactly. Got you. Oh, I don't okay. even have to design my own marketing anymore. Corporate does everything and it's beautiful because you know, when you have a bunch of different people designing their own different marketing schemes, you could have five agents in the same office, but all their marketing looks different. So none of it is cohesive. Sometimes it's hard to determine, like, is this a brand thing? Is the whole company do this? Is right, it just one right. person? It can be confusing sometimes. But here, because everything is so standardized, and it, I mean, it looks great. You know, I have no I've problem with the way that it looks. I you know, agree. it's it's perfect, and it's it's allowed me to shift my focus back to growing the business and get off of the minutia and focus on the agents, focus on the sales, and focus on getting our office going. You know, and this office, you, you folks can't see it, but I'll post up some pics on the Facebook uh, group. The office is beautiful. It, it it really is. I haven't seen anything like it. it brings a whole new feel to downtown Frederick, and mm -hmm. it's it's it really is. It's almost like a like a club vibe, you know. Yeah. I feel like you're putting the DJ in the corner, you know. So let's get after it. Well, we we like to want to come to work, you know. So we have our lights, we have our music, we have our little lounge areas. We have a whole upstairs you probably haven't even seen yet. That's where we have our secret parties. All right, now, okay. Well, don't make it a secret to me. I'm trying to be here. Well, you can come for, we'll, we'll invite you to the secret VIP party. Okay? Ooh, watch out. Okay. And then you can come, we're going to do like wine and paint night up there. We're going to mm. do salsa night up there. You know, Frederick Salsa um, Club has things where they go around different places and we're going to come here and do it one night. That's cool. We're going to do 
I don't know about yoga night. This is an older building and the floor is not exactly the finest, <laughs> but you know, trick yoga. Trick right? yoga. Listen, exactly. So we're going to do all the things up there. I love it. And that's one thing also that I've noticed is that you're very involved in the Frederick community. Yes. So like, why, why is that so important to you? Community has always been important to me. So for me personally, when I was a child, my family did not have any money. We were poor. We were, it was five kids and my dad working a couple jobs and we were all two years apart. So think about six, eight, 10, 12, and 14. Imagine wow. taking care of that spread of boys and girls all by yourself, wow. right? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so I like to think my dad did a pretty good job. I turned yeah. out okay, you know, but from growing up in that way, I saw how important a community is to help a family. If our community wasn't there for us as a child, we wouldn't have had enough meals. We yeah. wouldn't have had enough clothes. We wouldn't have had this experiences around the holidays that a lot of kids had because we, we didn't have anything. Yeah. And I didn't know it as a kid. Because my dad did a real good job of protecting us from that information. Right on. As but as I grew up and as an adult, I look back and I can see like, wow, this community really came together to help our family. And I don't want to see families not get helped by the community. So one of the things that we want to do is impact the community. And we do it however we can. You know, every year we do a coat drive for whoever needs one. It's not just for one specific organization. We do partner with the Faith House and the Frederick Rescue Mission here. But, you know, last year we had people reaching out from all corners of the place saying, hey, I, I really, you know, my family needs help. And we just took a list of what do you need? What size? You know, and whatever we could get donated from the community we gave and anything that we couldn't find through donations, we just bought for them because, you know, paying it forward, giving back, it's all super important. And those people are going to remember that it's going to help them be comfortable in their life. And then in the future, they'll pay it forward again, too. Yeah. You know, we did Global Cleanup Day here. So the agency has a company every year around Earth Day. All of the offices go and find a place that needs to be cleaned up. So the Downtown Frederick Partnership did um, Bring a Broom Day a few <laughs> days uh, after we did our cleanup. So we didn't touch the downtown area because we knew they were going to already do that. What we did is we went all the way down Carroll Creek to the side where people have been littering and throwing trash over the, over the side. Yeah. Yeah. And we cleaned all that trash up. So now the other end of Carroll Creek is just as beautiful as this end. And you know, the team loved it. We had a great time. We we're out there joking, laughing, playing, throwing trash at each other. <laughs> you know, it was a good time. And, it, and we made an impact and, and we even had a guy, who was working, I can't remember his name. He works over at one of the industrial places over there at the end of the creek. And he came over and he saw us doing this cleanup and he said, thank you for doing this. And we're like, oh, you're welcome. And he said, no, 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 really. He said, everyone forgets about us down here. He said, right, the trash right. just keeps coming down here. No yeah. one comes and cleans it up. He said, some of this trash has been here for over a year. He said, I'm so grateful that you guys are here. A year? Because, you know, that's what they see every day when they wow. go to work. And yeah. it's just, it was really nice to even see that that one guy, we just made his day better by cleaning up his view. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's really great. That's good stuff, Brian. Yeah. We volunteer down at the soup kitchen as often as we can. And the Frederick County Association of Realtors always does that anyways. And since I'm on the board, I always like to participate as well. But our team likes to go there too so that, I mean, they need help every day, right? right Once a month right. is not enough. So we need to fill in all the holes every day as much as possible. So we do that too. You know, we um, we donate to all the local um, places like Second Chance. Uh, is, no, is it Second Chance, a thrift store? Is, um, is and there's a chance? bunch of places. So whenever we have a seller that is needing to downsize or they need to get rid of a bunch of stuff, instead of throwing it all away, we'll go through it. And anything that should be saved or could be donated, like clothing or canned goods or, you know, some like a bed. A lot of people need beds, you know, so we'll do, go through that first and make the donations, we'll pick it up, we'll take it and drop it off, make it easy for the client. But that way, the clients are feeling like they're helping the community. They're not throwing away all this stuff that's useful. And we're able to help facilitate that connection. You know? Yeah. So it's really, it's good. Well, I see you everywhere doing all the things. So that's great. I definitely appreciate that. Because that's something that I found that um, the companies that give the most and do the most tend to be the most successful because mm -hmm. uh, it helps build that trust in, in the community and it makes you a partner 
it makes you um, a shareholder, you know, mm-hmm. not just someone doing business. Yeah. You know, not, not a transactional business, you know, you're giving and you're receiving at the same time. So let's talk about, um, let's talk about the growth. So I know that you've been slowly building your team, mm-hmm. right? So, um, and I know that's something that tends to be a problem for a lot of businesses is, is, is how do you, how do you attract, how do you onboard and how do you train um, your team and how do you make sure that they're, that, that, uh, that you're helping them become their best self. So how do you, how do you, how do you attract team members? Mm-hmm. Cause you've got some superstars on your team mm-hmm. right now. So how do you get them? How do you, what, what, what's your process of onboarding them? Um, and then how do you help keep them engaged and performing well in your business? Well, that's a loaded question. How about that? <laughs> so, okay. So the first thing is I'll say finding the right people got easier when I moved to the agency. Mm. Um, I think I had a different focus previously. This company is, is m- more geared towards experienced agents leveling up. Okay. Right. Yeah. So before I focused heavily on brand new agents, bringing in a brand new agent, training them from the ground up right now, with the way that this business model works best, I actually, we only uh, bring in one or two brand new agents at a time, never more, because I want to make sure they have a buddy system. Yeah. And I want to make sure that we have the capacity to pour all the time and energy in them that we need to. If I had five new people, that takes away from everything else too. So we're very careful with the level of training that we sign up for, right? Um, when it comes to finding rock star agents, I'll be honest, Chad, my strategy is to sit back and wait for them to come to me Oh, because um, this brand automatically attracts the right kind of people. Hmm. Someone who knows about this brand and walks in that door knowing they want to work here half the time, they're already the right fit and they just don't know it. Wow. Um, and I'll say, you know, since we've opened this office, I've had a number of people reach out to us. We had a couple of teams reach out. I did not extend an invitation to two of them. One of them, I'm thinking about it. Um, we have had a number of agents reach out. And I would say for every five or six that I interview, I give an invitation maybe to one of them. Yeah. Um, and then the others, I'll refer to a nearby broker that I know that is great, that, that can be a great place for them to get started. Right, right. Yeah. And then just say, look, get the basics, get your bearings, learn how to do contracts. And then come back, right? If you're still interested after you're ready, once you've learned a little bit more, come back and we'll teach you the ninja skills and how to level up for the next ninja skills. So the next part of your business, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the um, I mean, it sounds like that's definitely a, a, a that's a great strategy is you recruit people. Um, who are, who are kind of already established mm-hmm. coming in and can better hit the ground running because I know when I used to onboard new trainers mm-hmm. into uh either my, my own gym or the the uh the companies that I've worked for when they're babies they need a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. They need a lot of time and attention. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of times it's hit or miss whether someone's gonna sink or whether they're gonna sink or swim. Right. You know? Uh so if you allow four people into your system, maybe like, you know, one one's gonna do well and the others what the, what's the old saying? Um, what is it? Um, you got your your ones, twos, and threes. Mm-hmm. Have, have you heard that? The yeah. ones, twos, and threes. Yeah. So the ones are going to be your rock stars. Twos can either become a three or one, depending on what kind of management uh, style you have. Mm-hmm. And then the threes probably just better off somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so to answer the third part of your question, how do we, once an agent decides to join, you know, how do we retain them? The first thing is I make it clear to the agents that we're all about making their life easy. Hmm. So my team, although I don't really advertise the team name so much, is the Lifestyle Homes Group. And it's because I want our agents to be able to have the lifestyle that they want to live and get business by doing that, right? Then you're yeah. never working, right? You're just right, having a time right. all the time. And same for our clients. We want to help them build the lifestyle that they want. So if we keep that in mind... I know that I'm never going to have an overwhelming number of agents out of this office. I don't want to be a brokerage that is just only focused on getting more and more and more and more agents. That's how you dilute a brand, I think. And that's not my model. 
Um, plus, we, we really like this boutique feel. You know, um, we're able to all do a high level of business when we have events, which is all the time. Our agents just all they have to do is show up, right? Come to the event, talk about real estate to all the people in Frederick that come because right here on Market Street, thousands of people come down. The first oh, Saturdays, you're in the Easter right spot. We got yeah. four clients walked in the door. They won the Easter egg and wow. all of them have now turned into clients. I've never seen a real estate office where that many people just walk in off the street and come become clients. This happens almost every day. Yeah. So once we have that, we show them that that is the environment they're going to be in. And then we just do that. Yeah. Right. You just do what you say you're going to do. And, and it works. We show up for them. We create this beautiful environment. We put on events, we host things, we provide all of the tools you could possibly need and then some, and then we just continue with, with that model. You know, we show appreciation when needed, coach in private, praise in public, you know, how that whole nine goes. Right on. And, um, the culture of this company is so welcoming and so inviting when we go to our big annual conference this year, it's going to be in Austin, Texas. All the offices come together and all the agents come together. We're all in the same room together and we're all talking to each other. We know each other. It doesn't matter if you're on the low end of the totem pole or if you're doing a billion dollars of business every year. We're all one big family. There's no, there's no room for ego. We don't have people who treat other agents differently because they did mm. hire business. Right, right, you know, right. Everyone shares their ideas. All of our managing partners in all of the office... They have um, their own little marketing ideas. So we have a group where we're sharing between offices. So I have marketing material from our Dominican Republic office that's beautiful that I'm going to use here in Frederick, right? We have videos that come from our Netflix show, and I'm going to be using that to help, you know, market. Yeah. Just change it a little bit and adjust it to the market that you're in. And, and it works, you know, so I find that the agents love working with this company just because of that culture that the agency itself provides. That's amazing. It really is. I, I, I think, like you said, the brand kind of sells itself, you know, when you're mm-hmm. trying to recruit uh, these rock star agents, uh, when you walk in, I, I've been in a lot of real estate offices, but I can tell you that it's an experience when you walk in here. When I was here for your open house, uh, it was a whole experience. I, I've been to a lot of open houses and this one was definitely unique and memorable. And the cool thing is, is that um, I met some of the other partners and when I got to know them and they told me like what kind of business they were doing, I had my jaw dropped to the floor, mm-hmm. but they were just super cool, like regular people. So yeah. and I can imagine the kind of atmosphere or the kind of uh, camaraderie that, that you guys have as peers, mm-hmm. you know, it's always good to be able to, uh, to pull somebody else up. Yeah. You know, so how's that experience been? So since you've been working with, uh, with you, with the company, so, you know, uh, do you feel like you, do you feel like you're being pulled upward? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So the beauty of this is the, the three of us. So Alex, Nareet and I are the three partners for this office. So Nareet her strong suit, I mean, she's not only has Israeli military background, so she's just a badass. Hopefully I can say that part of oh, the yeah. I'm not allowed to. Sure. She also is a marketing genius. I mean, she really, she can just snap her fingers and create some amazing message or content and it's beautiful and it's great. I'm not good at creating marketing content. <laughs> My strengths are in negotiating. <laughs> Teaching, leading, networking, all those other things. But do not ask me to make a flyer. I'll be sitting there for 10 hours and it won't happen, right? So that is her beautiful strong point. Alex is very detail-oriented, very specific, very systems-oriented. He's put together a transaction to close, like contract to close systems that are bulletproof. That's, that's, that's good and stuff, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's almost excessive, you know, where it's so particular but in business, you have to be particular. You have to know your numbers down to the penny. You got to know. Yeah. So I always joke, I jokingly say that if Alex and Nareet were to have a love child, that would be me because <laughs> I'm halfway into the marketing side and I'm halfway into the data side. So the three of us together, it's like the perfect match because they learn from me. I learn from them. Certainly they've had their business open longer than I've had mine. So yeah. that's an automatic gain. But then I also get direct 
I guess we can call it coaching from the owners of our company. I mean, just last week when I was in Beverly Hills recording for the Netflix show, we were out to dinner with my business partner, Mauricio, the owner of the company, the president of the company, Rainey Austin. We were there with, um, what the heck is the producer's name? The whole producer guy at Netflix was there. I mean, we're all oh, just wow. sitting there talking, normal people are having yeah. dinner, talking about business. And the things that you pick up from somebody like Mauricio, who literally grew a billion dollar company in five years. I mean, by the time he hit his fifth or sixth year of the agency being open, they had surpassed a billion in sales. That's just silly. And now it's just growing and That's growing. That's just silly numbers. He just woke up one day and decided to, to open <laughs> a brokerage, and here we are globally. Billionaire. You know? That's wild. Yeah. So it's really just great to be at that table learning from literally the best in the world. And I got to meet Mauricio um, and his wife while they were here. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. I mean, just really warm and like you'd never, so you'd never guess. Yeah, super genuine. Yeah. yeah you'd never guess that he was as, you know, like he could buy and sell you. you know, yeah. Like and you don't feel intimidated. So I've been to real estate conferences where, and maybe it's because I, at the time I was, you know, a newer agent and maybe I didn't have the confidence yet that I have now. But I remember being in some rooms previously where you just feel intimidated or you're like, People don't even look at you because you're not at that level yet, you know, right. but yeah. when I'm talking to the people at the agency, it's different. They don't even care how much volume you, you did the year before because they're not talking to your wallet. They're talking to your face and your right, heart right. and we're one big family. So it's like no one feels inferior or superior. No one treats anyone that way. It's just really nice to really feel like you're part of the family. And it's always nice that when the leadership of your company can treat you as a a certain way, mm -hmm. it trickles down to how you treat your team yep. in return. I've been to some conferences to where the people who were at the top were like elitist almost, where they just didn't have time for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's good to be able to have access yep. uh, to people who are where you want to be and they freely will yeah. speak to you. Like, I bet you could probably call them Mauricio right now and have a conversation. Oh, if he's not in a meeting, he would definitely pick up. Yeah. In fact, we had an event here that he wanted to be at and he couldn't make it because we had just opened our office in Portugal. He was in Lisbon hmm. at the time. And I texted him and I said, Mo, I'm so sorry. Like, I, we wish you could be here, but you know, do you mind sending me a, just a quick little video so I can just pass your message along to everyone? Five minutes later, video in my text message from, from Mo <laughs> telling everyone how happy he is and how sad he couldn't be here and, and I was able to show that to everybody that came to that event. And it was That's just amazing. really nice and so personal, you know? That's, That's the stuff. other thing is um, I've never seen a corporation with so much support at the corporate level. So we did a, an analysis last year. At the time, there was 1,500 agency agents around the globe. And corporate had a one to three ratio. One employee in the corporate office to every three agents. Hmm. That is incredible. Yeah. Anytime I have a tech question, immediate response. Anytime I have a PR request, immediate response. Anytime I need anything, immediate response. I never have to wait. They know who we are. And it's really nice to have that level of support. I'll tell you, I don't, I don't think at my last brokerage, the people at corporate even had any clue who I was. They alone <laughs> have time to help me with what I'm doing. You know what I mean? And again, that triples down to how you it treat does. your, your team and your clients also. Mm -hmm. If you learn to value the level of service that you get, like that's going to amazingly reflect mm -hmm. the level of service that your clients and your team can expect from you. Cause you mm -hmm. always want to pay it forward. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, the um um yeah, that's wow. And you got me want to change careers now. <laughs> I'm a, I'm at the agency hangers town. No, no, I'm like uh, so um also on top of that, on, on top of all that, um the one thing that I wanted to ask you about is you know, you, you see the news every day to talk about how, you know, the housing market is 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 effed and you know, uh rates are like 400% or something like that. Like, And you specialize, you know, 400%, I, yeah. I don't know. It, it, here you are, you have the audacity, you have the pure nerve to specialize in luxury real, real estate market. Mm -hmm. So in the face of all this 
all this news that you hear about how terrible the market is, and you are literally excelling in a specialized boutique um, part of the business. So, like, how does that how does that work? Uh, it, it, you know, like, how are you defying what people are hearing on the news right now? Well, the first thing, Chad, is you have to remember that you can't believe everything you read on the news. What? Get out of here. Come on. What? They, yeah. they, they would not Such tell some truth. Fake news sometimes, right? <laughs> so here's the thing. The, the housing market has decreased in volume, not value. Yeah. Decreased in volume because over the last three years, I mean, you saw what happened when COVID hit. Interest rates went down. Bidding wars went crazy. Right. 80% of the inventory in our entire country was sold or refinanced in the last three years. Wow. Say so that one more time. 80%. 80%. Sold or wow. refinanced with a really low interest rate. So think about that. There's probably just not that much left over. Right? Right. There aren't many houses left. If someone is moving right now, the reasons that I'm seeing are it's because they d- passed away and it's an estate sale. It has to be sold or... Sadly, divorce situation where you have to sell, right? Or I've seen a few people downsizing because they just, they needed, they need to, and they can't take care of the house. That's a third reason. The fourth people I'm seeing selling are moving or being relocated for a job. Outside of those four reasons, I'm not seeing anybody move to sell because they want to keep on their stupid low 2% interest rate, right? Right. Or they just sold their house. So they bought one, right? Or they can afford to keep their house, rent it out. And buy the next one because a lot of cash is moving around our country right now. Yeah. Um, the economy seems to be hurting. A lot of people seem to be needing assistance in different areas. But the real estate market, you know, fewer houses being sold. Yes. For agents, it's harder. You've got to be good. You really have to know what you're doing and you have to know how to navigate this market. If you don't know what you're doing, you're not succeeding right now. Not going to last too long. Huh? Right. Yeah. But if you do know what you're doing and you're, going after your business consistently, following up with your people. I mean, I know agents that are closing 11, 12 deals in a month still right now. Yeah. So it's possible. You just have to apply yourself, apply your time, do your follow-up, take the action, and maybe just do a little bit extra than you did before. You know what I mean? Um, we're we're doing fine because we've, we have a huge network. Um, before we switched over to this brand, we already gave luxury level service to everyone. So we have a very good reputation just from being local for so long. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's really, I think the real estate market is going to bounce back. I think right now, so last week, the uh, consumer index report came out and interest rates met their peak for the year. So we know, allegedly, right? We mostly know, we think we know. Air quotes. Air quotes, yep. That the interest rates should not go back up more throughout the rest of the year. So if they're hovering around six and a half percent right now, they're going to start dropping slowly, but surely by the end of the year, I think we'll be looking at uh, fives, maybe even high fours. There's in commercial lending, I'm seeing 5%, which is great because it was six a couple months ago. Yeah. So that's starting to drop, but get ready because what happens when there's no inventory, but interest rates go down. Now we have more buyers that are qualified. Right. So typical supply and demand. Not going to be we're adding to buyers, but we're not adding sellers. Prices are going to go right back up. Prices again. are going to keep going up. Right. Yep. Every listing we put on the market, we're getting bidding wars every single time. If you see in a house that's on the market and it's not sold, it's because something is not being done correctly. Hmm. There's zero chance why a house should not sell in this market right now. If it's priced correctly, if it's marketed properly, and if the seller truly wants to sell it, Zero reason why it shouldn't go for multiple offers. I haven't knock on knock on wood. I haven't had a non multiple offer situation in a very long time. Wow. And we we knew how to create it before the COVID thing happened, anyways. So we're still just employing the same strategy we always did, you know. Um, but that's going to keep happening. Prices will continue to go up. They're not going to go up. I don't think as quickly as they did, like in twenty twenty one when we were just adding zeros left and right. Yeah, right. I don't think that's going to happen. For it. Oh yeah. They yeah. But they, but now I think we're going to keep seeing that. It's just going to increase at a slightly slower rate. Okay. I don't see values dropping anytime soon. No. And even if they were to drop a little bit, they went up so much in the last three right. years that you're still sitting pretty at the top of the head. Yeah. You're still going to make a really decent profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I remember, um, I, I, I remember seeing when, uh, my girlfriend was looking for a house here in the area. We would see 
when we on our first look, we saw 14 properties available. And literally, like a week later, it was like two. Yep. So <laughs> it was like two. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It was so competitive. Yeah. It was so competitive. And she got in right as the interest rate got hiked that first time. So mm-hmm. she got in right there. And you know, what was it like before, like pre-pandemic? What were rates like pre-pandemic? Like, of course. I, I was thinking, like, we're not too far off now from where it was pre-pandemic. So why freak out about Yeah, four and a quarter, four and a half is what I was seeing right before the pandemic. And then we went down to ridiculously low numbers. So I think that last, uh, what was it, October, November, the interest rates went up because the market was just, insane yeah, and the yeah, government had to do something so yeah. they upped the interest rates cool so for two bit. months because everyone had spent a year being used to that two percent three percent like hey i won the lottery on the interest rate right yeah. they got spoiled so then they saw a seven percent and everybody just came to a Freaked screeching halt. Yeah. stop and for two months i almost felt like nothing moved because the buyers that had the three percent were like oh I'm either not qualified now because it's doubled and I just can't afford the payment or they're just, I'm, I don't want to pay that. Right. I'm not right, paying right, that. Right. Yeah, um, not. And it took a few months for the mentality of the buyers to shift. So it took about two months. And after that uh, it came back into like high sixes, but then maybe it was because people start filing taxes after the turn of the year. I'm not sure, but buyers don't seem to care about that anymore. They're just going for it. What do we say? Um, Marry the house, date the rate. (laughs) Okay. You love the house, knowing that prices are going to keep going up over the course of time. If you can't afford the payment, just go ahead and buy it, right? Refinance the next year when interest rates are back down into the low fives or fours. And then most lenders right now are doing free, right? Free refi. Wow. So if you buy now and you, and you know, you're going to refi, the lender is going to do it for you for free in a year anyways, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So if you're comfortable at the payment, I mean, I never want to see anyone stretching their wallet or being house poor, as we like to call it. Right. Never want to do that, right? Yeah. Still be yeah. responsible. Right. But anyone who is waiting for the interest rates to go down is going to end up paying more because the values of price, the homes are going to be higher at that time. So six to one, half a dozen to the other, right? Yeah. If you're renting, you're paying someone else's mortgage. You might as well get your own equity, Right. Yeah. It, just, it just makes sense to me, but I mean, I know I'm a little biased, but <laughs> just a little, a wee <laughs> bit. A no, but it makes sense though. Yeah. There, there's a, there's a saying in the insurance business and in you were talking about life insurance. We say the best time to get life insurance was yesterday. The next best time is today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Definitely not tomorrow. Cause you might not make it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So is it, is it a good time to, uh, is it a good time to enter the, the, the real, the real estate industry right now? Like, is it a good time I to become so. a new agent? Oh yeah. Yep. Because if you can learn in this kind of market, you can dominate any market. Mm. Cause this is a really hard market. If you can do it, you can literally do anything. I feel like, you know, <laughs> I think it's a great time. It, but it's a good time also to, for agents to see the kind of hustle it takes. A lot of people I hear get into real estate for, I'm doing air quotes again, the flexible schedule. Every time I hear it, I start laughing because flexible means you stop what you're doing at four o'clock on a Saturday and you go show a house, right? Right, right. Flexible means you're there 24 seven for your client. Flexible means something different in real estate, I think, than most people expect. It's a lot harder. There's a lot more to it than most people think. You have to go out and get your business. It's not just going to fall in your lap. Well, some of it will. You know, but yeah. if you want to do high level business, you, you really got to go after it. So um, I don't recommend doing it part time, honestly. Um, some people can, you know, but I think that it can be a disservice to the client if you're only giving part time service to someone who expects full time service. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, you just can't learn as much if you're not doing it all day, every day. You got to be fully immersed. It's like learning a new language, right? Drop yourself in that native country. Probably within a month or so, you're going to have forced yourself to learn it because you're in the environment every single day. Not Russia. It's Well, that's a topic for another day. <laughs> Don't go to Russia. But dropping yourself into real estate, <laughs> yeah. you know, you have to immerse yourself because there's so much. It takes at least 10 contracts to really have a good understanding, I think, of 
all the ins and outs. There's so many nuances. There's so many little rules and regulations and so many different things that can happen. Right. You know, doing once one sale every other month, just you can't learn that way. You can't master the skill by doing it that slowly. So mastering the details is yeah. what is going to make you great, right? Yeah. Knowing what's in the contract is really important. Knowing Knowing what your client is thinking before they say it is really important. You can only do that by doing it over and over and over. What What do they say to master something? You have to do it 10,000 times? Yeah, 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours? It's mastery. Yeah, 10,000 hours. Yeah, well, I'm already over that. So maybe 10,000 transactions. Time. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, just new agents have to be open to coaching. I think if someone has hustle and drive and is open to learning, they can be great. And now's a great time because a lot of people are getting out. Really? Oh, yeah. So there's, so there's a mass exodus right now oh, on yeah. the Asian side? Well, huh. I think a lot of people are starting to get other jobs because if they're not making it yeah. in this market, they, I mean, everyone needs an income, right? By the end of the, uh, I think early next year. So every year at the end of the year, realtors have to pay money to the association. It's not a, it's not a small number either. Realtors hmm. get charged by the government and everybody. They just charge us like crazy. Right. So at the end of the year, that's when realtors pay. Everyone just paid at the end of last year. So they're going to keep trying for this year. But when it comes time to pay that money again, if they haven't been successful, a lot of them are going to choose not to. Hmm. And we're going to see a fewer number of realtors in our marketplace. So if you're a newer person who's been going after it all year, this time next year is a great time to capitalize on your business. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first, folks. Get, get, <laughs> get into the business, you know? Do it full time. No part timers. It's a series of buyers. <laughs> I've been telling people this month and next month, if you're looking at buying a house, now's the best time because even though there's some competition, there's not nearly as much as you're going to see when those interest rates go back down to four. Right, right, right. And it's, right. it's coming. It's happening. They're going to start going down. Right now, we're in a little lull where they're still like sixes, high fives. Mm-hmm. Once it goes down another point, we're going to have all these new buyers coming in to compete. So, Speaking of that, new buyers. So what's the one thing you would say uh, if someone is first time buyer, right? What What's the one thing, or maybe, maybe not one thing, but what should they look for in a good realtor? They should look for somebody who does multiple transactions on a regular basis. I don't recommend a first timer working with somebody who may not have as much experience as is needed Hmm. or who might have a higher financial need than, um, than maybe the client I have seen and doesn't happen too often, but once in a while, you know, someone looks out for their best interest first and realtors are really committed and need to put the client's best interest first above all else. It's actually in part of a a real estate creed. When you become a, a realtor through the national association of realtors, one of like part of the oath is that you will put your client's interests above all else, including your own. So just because you need a paycheck doesn't mean you should advise your client to buy that house. Right. Yeah. I've, I'll advise a client not to buy a house way earlier. And I've done it many times for various reasons. And the clients always appreciate it. So you need to make sure you're with a realtor that you know is going to put your needs first. And you want someone who just, has been doing business in this market. If they haven't closed a deal in a couple of years, yeah, maybe, maybe next. your deal won't close either. So maybe right. you want someone who just knows what they're doing. Um, and I recommend interviewing multiple agents because it's not just about their knowledge of the market or their contract knowledge or their negotiating skill, right? Those are all very important, but making sure that you vibe with your agent is also important. If you yeah. don't communicate well, if you don't, you know, speak the same language as it were, like you have to, some people just don't get along, right? Some people are very direct and sharp with their communication. Some people sugarcoat things a little bit more. Everyone has different different personalities. You have to make sure you're partnered with someone that you're going to feel comfortable being open and honest with someone that you feel like you can trust immediately. You ever meet someone and just feel like you can't trust them? Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. Like you, when I met you, I was like, I don't know about this guy. I don't know about this Chad guy. I don't know about, I don't know about that guy. He's a little shady. But it's important, you know, to make sure because 
real estate is is a stressful thing, especially for the buyer. Yeah, especially a first timer. Yeah, it's new territory. You're spending a ton of money usually. If if you're not getting a grant or a credit or something to absorb all your costs, you're usually paying a significant amount of your savings, if not all of the money you've saved. Yeah, and you got to make sure that if something gets uncomfortable. You know, I'm working on one earlier today where the the selling I represent the buyer, but the selling side is getting a little aggressive and antsy. And you have to be able to handle those situations. And if you're a first time buyer and the seller is acting crazy, you need to know that your agent is going to like take care of you. You know, cover you in that safety blanket and keep you protected. And if if you don't have clear lines of communication, it can make the process very scary. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's important that you feel really comfortable with the agent that you're working with. So no matter what, I always recommend interviewing multiple agents. Okay. And go with your gut. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Well, listen, I know you're, you're, you're super busy. Uh, I came into the office folks and she was already, she was, she was, she was still working. Yeah. She was working on a pretty big deal. And uh, I, I didn't even bother her. So I kind of like, I kind of like, like, like snuck around and got myself set up, you know, I did not want her to feel like I jinxed her deal at all. So I, I did not even let her on. I was like, okay, I'm just going over here and park my butt in this corner while she works. So I'm going to let you go. Um, okay. And, uh, but I have one final question for you. Okay. I have one final question for you. Why of all the places that you could have gone in Maryland, why Frederick luxury? Because typically when I think about Frederick, I don't think about luxury. You know, I've heard that question a lot, Chad. Everybody wants to know why Frederick, why would the agency come to Frederick, right? The agency is known for their real estate TV shows. They're known for these beautiful vacation destinations, you know, things like that. So there's two reasons. The first reason is I live here, right? I love this city. Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to do business somewhere, it's going to be here. I own multiple properties here. My entire staff is here. I'm here all the time because I literally just adore this city and I want to, I want to protect its charm and I want it to grow in a good way. So that's the first reason is I want to be here. The second reason is, um, Frederick is a little more up and coming than some people realize. There's actually a lot of luxury stuff downtown. There's a two and a half million dollar townhouse that sold two blocks away from here. Two and a half mil downtown. Yep. And it's because there's so much history here, Mm -hmm. right? Um, the good example is, is a well-known property in the community gas lighthouse. That one sold a couple of years ago as well, over a million dollars. And it looks like a normal, like, like a brownstone or just a regular like townhouse. Right. Yeah. But you go inside and there's 18 bedrooms and it stretches all the way back. And there's a beautiful wait, garden wait, and a humongous. Wait, did you say, wait, 18 bedrooms? Yeah. Come on, man. There's so much there. You would never know. 18 bedrooms. You'd never know it. Yeah. Wow. So there's a lot of that stuff down here. A lot of historic properties and a, a lot of values are just going up. You know, Frederick is exploding with its economy. The businesses are growing. A lot more businesses are coming downtown. I've, I've noticed that. You know, even the Lansdale neighborhood. That started in the fives and sixes. Now they're up to the sevens, eights, nines, right? Uh, so the yeah. values are going up. That the more our city expands and the more development that happens and the more people that are bringing their dollars here, the higher these values are going to keep going. We're here now, but give it two or three more years. You're going to be seeing a lot more properties that have a one zero 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 in front of them because it's growing. And we want to be here for that A and B, it's not just about the luxury properties, right? It doesn't have to be a 6,000 square foot house. I got a $50,000 piece of land for sale. You know, we've got a $200,000 condo that we're going to sell. It's not about the property itself. It's about the service, right? right? So we always say luxury is an experience. Just like you said, when you walked into our open house that day, you had a different experience, yeah. right? That's what it's about. We want everybody, all shapes and sizes, all values to have the same luxury experience. Cause there's zero reason why somebody in a $150,000 condo should get a different experience than somebody in a million dollar house. That's fact. It should be the same. And yeah. honestly, if you're employing the same tactics on a million dollar house, as you are on a $150,000 condo, don't you think that condo is going to sell pretty fast for a high number? 
You would think. Right? Because yeah. you're getting all of the luxury stuff. You're getting the photos. You're getting the 3D. You're getting the video. You're getting the exposure. You're getting all of the extra stuff. Yeah. But it's not more expensive. It's literally the same as pretty much everyone else in town. So there's no reason to put yourself in a position where you're going to have like possibly lower level service when you know you're going to get luxury level service every time here. I love it. Well, Mrs. Dillon, I appreciate you. I love you. You are great. And I'm so proud of you. I see what you're doing. Thank you. I'm here you too. Every you're day. doing big things, Chad. Man, listen, don't, don't, don't tell on me now. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell on me. <laughs> but uh, I'm definitely going to have you back because we have a lot more to talk about yep. for sure. And I'm looking forward to uh, coming to your, coming to a salsa night. Yeah. We have the, to plan it. We're going to do it agency. soon. We're going to do it. Yeah. Margaritas. Yep. Yes. I already ate. She's got this big box of donuts here, you know, and, <laughs> I already got myself thrown off my diet today. You know, you know, this is, it's almost summertime. I'm trying to get my abs in, but I saw these donuts. I'm going to take a picture of these too for Facebook. Group. Sure. You guys see these donuts. donuts. Baylor's donuts. They, they say Baylor's eat donuts. more, eat more whole foods. Yeah. <laughs> get it? H O L E. Yes. Baylor's donuts. I have no idea where they are. Are they here at Frankfurt? I think so. Yeah. Somebody even delivered them to us today. It was very nice. Baylor'sDonuts.com. So yeah. check it out. These donuts are crazy. And they're like they're like five <laughs> feet across. You know? But if people want to get more information about you and your agency, uh, where should they go? Uh, they should come to our office, 11 South Market Street, Frederick, Maryland, 21701. Or they can just... Call us. I mean, our office number is 240-753-0471. Website. Website is theagencyfrederick.com. Instagram. At the Agency Frederick. <laughs> For, Super simple. Facebook. Same thing. And Facebook it. slash the Agency Frederick. Just go to Google, type it in. It'll be the first thing. That's one about. last lesson. Consistent branding. <laughs> Where to go? Well, listen, Brandy, thank you very much again. And as always, thank you guys for tuning in today. Don't forget to... Give us a five-star rating everywhere you listen to this. Share it with your friends. Like, act like you have some manners. Right? Act your mama raise your right. You know, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next time right here on Life, Love, and Hustle. See ya. Thank you for joining us today on Life, Love, and Hustle. We appreciate you and your support more than you know. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone who could benefit from it. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook to continue the conversation and get exclusive access to even more content. We're grateful for your loyalty and we can't wait to see you hustle your way to success. We'll be here for you every step of the way.